disturbing from my slumber. I am Eternal Dragon. Now make your first wish. Your wish has been granted. Here is your host, Tim Bridgewater. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 103 of Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater. Oh man, I know it's been a pretty interesting past couple of episodes, ever since episode 100. I've been putting out these consistently long episodes, over an hour, we've been talking about all kinds of shit, all kinds of news, all kinds of emails, just everything. Uh, That probably won't happen this episode because, well, things are starting to calm down a little bit now, I think. Uh, I don't have any emails this week, and I'm pretty sure it's because you guys are still getting caught up on the past couple of episodes. I know it's getting kind of hard for some people to stay caught up because, well, when episodes get longer, it takes them longer for you to listen. It takes it longer for you to listen to them. And then before you know it, the next episode is up and so forth. Um, So I try to give you guys a little bit of a break. I'm coming a little bit later on in the week with the episode than I probably would have done otherwise. But I'm here. I don't want to wait too long for those of you who have who have been able to keep up and we're kind of waiting for the next episode. Here we go. But once again, I don't have any emails this time. Really no news at all. So this will kind of be one of those episodes where we really just kind of jump into the episode talk. Uh, Of course, if you have not had a chance, please head over to Facebook, facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast. Like that page. Uh, Go to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. I will say this every single episode. Uh, because that's just kind of what I have to do. <laughs> okay. So the sooner you go do those things, the less I'll maybe mention it, but probably not. Cause I can always use more likes and more support. Right. I mean, this is just kind of one of those things where like, you know, we're coming, we're coming to a close. We don't have many episodes. We've got about 28 episodes of Dragon Ball Super left. Uh, we don't know for a fact that the show is coming back. That's something that we talked about on the last episode. I think it was either one or two or one or one, the rumors of, of, Dragon Ball Super returning this summer. We don't, there has been no official announcement from Toei yet on that. Uh, yes, there's a lot of reasons to believe that it will be, but until we get some official information, we don't know. And not only that, if it does return, we don't know if that's only going to be in Japan or if it's going to be in Japan and in the US. We don't know, right? They may bring the show back in Japan, but then we may have to wait a year for an English dub. <laughs> so unless the show comes back for sure in July or I mean it's kind of hard to say right because I don't will 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 this version of Dragon Ball Super even be done by July that's probably a good question to ask right if we've got about 30 episodes we've got about 28 episodes left that's about 28 weeks right so that's 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 like oh I don't think that math would work out <laughs> at all. So that's another thing to consider, right? If the rumors of Dragon Ball Super coming back in July are true, this the the version we are watching right now in the states will still be airing, I believe. <laughs> so it's not like we'll just be switching right over to that, right? So there's going if it comes back, there's going to be some stuff with that. So I'm, I'm saying this to, to to let you guys know that I don't know what's going to happen with the podcast as of right now. So in the meantime. You know, if you want to try to help this thing continue, then I need those likes. I need those subscriptions. I need those shares, etc. Also, I haven't forgotten about the Patreon thing. I've been talking about posting that on Facebook. That will be coming either today or tomorrow. So don't worry. 
once again a quick summary of that is i'm just going to throw out some options some ideas for things that i could possibly potentially offer as a part of a patreon and i want you guys feedback on it if it seems like something you'd be interested in paying two dollars a month five dollars a month or like ten dollars a month to get access to then i'll do it if not then i won't i mean i, I kind of don't need to do anything more at this point um than than necessary just because i've already have so much stuff to kind of worry about and work on but i'm willing to do that if there is interest okay so uh yeah i think that's about it so <laughs> we're just gonna go ahead and uh, jump into the episode talk for this week so uh of course this episode of rock the dragon podcast episode 103 is going to cover episode 103 of dragon ball super titled gohan get ruthless showdown with the 10th universe Okay, so I mean, the first thing I have to do, of course, is comment on the title uh, because it's a very exciting title. It's certainly a title that would definitely get me excited about the episode. The only thing is that after watching it, I don't feel like Gohan got ruthless. Now, Gohan definitely got into the action here, which is great. And there's definitely some good action. So I'm not complaining about that. It's just I haven't talked about these titles in a while and how because the titles, for the most part, have actually been pretty good. Remember, so, you know, the first you know, I don't know, 30, 40 episodes of Dragon Ball Super. I would talk about the titles a lot and how misleading they were and how spoilerific they were. They were spoiling shit and it was just, it was crazy. It was crazy, right? They haven't really been like that for a while. They've gotten better with the titles, but they can be a little bit misleading. And I don't think, I mean, maybe it's just me. It could just be my opinion, but I don't feel like Gohan got ruthless here at all. I just think he did what he needed to do. And that's what he always does. But anyway, let's talk about it. So, and obviously we know based on the title that uh, the main sort of focus in this episode will be universe 10. Now we know that this, uh, this is a universe that we're somewhat familiar with as this is where Goasu, Goasu is the Supreme Kai of universe 10. This is the universe that Zamasu was from. Uh, and I find it a little bit weird that no one has kind of referenced any of that <laughs> on the show. I mean, like. Especially considering what happens in this episode with Universe 10 being eliminated. I just kind I think I just kind of wanted to see someone from Universe 7 react to that and say, oh, no, it's Goasu. Because they actually met this guy, right? Goku met him. Uh, Shin, Supreme Kai from Universe 7, met him, didn't he? Right? And of course, and I think Beerus met him. So I don't know. I think it's kind of like it, it might have been nice to see them. But then again, you know what? It happens at the very, you know, I take that back. It happens at the very end of the episode, pretty much. OK, so maybe on the next episode, there will be some reactions. But it just doesn't seem like there's going to be because no one is commenting on it so far. You know, they're just knocking Universe 10's fighters out and no one seems to be at all concerned. I mean, I know this is a, this is a tournament of power. OK, it's a battle for survival. But you'd think that someone would be like, just at least acknowledge it, right? Oh no, it's go, go with you, you know, go with you. Thank you for, for what you did to help us with Zamasu and, you know, whatever. Just, I, I kind of want them to reference it because it's kind of weird. Cause ever since they started showing this character again, there has been no reference of the fact that they've already sort of crossed paths with him. So I just think that that's, that just kind of makes for a little bit of an awkward vibe. But then again, my memory's not great. <laughs> so maybe I'm wrong. Okay. So if remember at the end of episode 102, uh Android 17 had pretty much whooped ass. Uh he whooped a substantial amount of ass. 
specifically from these fighters, some of these fighters in the universe uh, two, right? Like the uh, the trio of love, as I call them, they're from universe two, <laughs> I think, the second universe. Um, and I think I made a mistake when on on episode one hundred two. I was I was saying at the end of the podcast that Android seventeen wiped out two of the three of the trio of love, but he didn't. He he wiped out two universe two fighters. One, but only one of them was from the trio of love. That's my nickname for them, right? The trio of love. We've got the trio of danger. <laughs> now we've got the trio of love. Uh, yeah, but only one of those fighters was from that group. The other fighter was from Universe 2, but she was not a member of this trio. So I was a little bit confused there because one of the other one is actually still alive. She's the one that's fighting Goku during the episode. Okay, but so we're dealing with Rebrian and she's powered up. She's gotten angry. You know, she's pissed at, at Android 17. Um, and they're just basically just kind of standing here for a couple minutes or seconds or whatever, just kind of just kind of going back and forth about it. And Android 17 is saying, you know, I, I dared fight back. I guess that makes me a villain, right? And it, it's almost like he's <laughs> he starts to play along with it, which I thought was funny. I thought it was very cool. He's just kind of like, okay, I'm a villain now. So he starts to kind of talk like that. <laughs> and he's kind of like, you know, we never we never see Android 17 like this. Like he never, he's always just right down here when he talks. And he never really goes above this value, and it kind of doesn't matter. He just kind of keeps his thing going all the time. <laughs> but and here he's actually kind of yelling, and you know he's kind of he's kind of playing a character a little bit. And I think it's good. I think it's real good. Android 17 is proving to be probably like one of the most entertaining parts of the Tournament of Power, <laughs> at least at this point. And don't get me wrong, most of this has been very entertaining. I mean, I have no major complaints about anything other than the conversations about the universe, six Saiyans, Kale, Colorful, the transformations, etc. But everything else has been pretty good. Okay, and that's that's you know that's that's awesome. It's awesome to just kind of be cons- getting consistently good episodes of Dragon Ball Super. Okay, so eventually they kind of get back into it. They get back into the mix. We get some pretty cool shots here with them just kind of fighting at super speed, um, which just looks great. And I, yeah, I'm talking about how good these episodes have been story-wise, but I mean, animation-wise, they've been consistently good too. So this is just a very, this is a great time to be a fan of Dragon Ball Super. You know, we're getting fighting every single episode along with creative little mini stories along with great animation. So, I mean, hey, kudos, no complaints. All right, so we can't forget that Goku is fighting the other uh, girl. I don't know, I remember her name, but I'll tell you one thing about her. This one, that that shit with, with the, oh man, come on. Like, I was about to, I can only take so much of that. No, I can't, I can't deal with that. And like, I know that those of you who watch the sub, <laughs> the Japanese version are used to that, but that is a part of the reason I cannot watch the Japanese version. I just can't stand to hear that. That no. No. So I don't know why the hell they decided to do that in the English dub. I mean, I'm guessing it's just supposed to be a part of her character, right? That's just her thing. But man, it's tough to listen to that. No disrespect, obviously. But it's just tough. <laughs> it's just tough for me to hear that. Anyway, so they're 
we kind of get some commentary from the people on the sidelines, you know, just kind of saying that, you know, a lot of her moves are kind of trick based. Uh, she's kind of got she's got these trick based sort of energy attacks. We go back and we see Rebrian, uh, Rebrian and Android 17 kind of going at it again. And it looks great. And it's, 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 it's a very interesting, it's a very different way of, of showcasing these fights, right? Because they can't fly. Like we, we're used to seeing these characters fly into the sky and then do all of this fast fighting. But they're doing it on the ground. So it's just, it gives you something different to kind of look at, which I think is cool. So the girl that Goku is fighting, she launched, launches a bunch of attacks, a uh, bunch of key blasts. And they all kind of surround Goku at one time. And then they all, and then she closes them all in together at once. And then they all kind of land at Goku at the same time. But Android 17 jumps in there at the last possible second. Now, what I thought was cool about this is that Piccolo has a technique just like this one. And he uses it in this episode too. <laughs> Did you guys realize that? Go, uh, Piccolo has that scatter shot technique that he uses. So they both kind of have a similar thing and they both do it in this same episode, which I thought was interesting. It's just one of those things you just kind of you just kind of notice. Right. And there's another big one, too, coming up later. <laughs> Speaking of Piccolo, don't don't worry, we'll get to that. So Android 17 basically uses force field to protect Goku from these blasts. Did he really need to do that? I would hope not. I mean, this is Goku, right? He's fighting in his base form right now. But it's just kind of cool to see that they have each other's backs. So they kind of they're going at it again. And Goku makes this comment about, hey, I'm starting to realize how you fight now. I'm starting to see how, how to get past this with her. So what he does is that he surrounds her in, uh, in energy waves or energy, ball, these balls of energy to where she doesn't have a place to escape. And then he's <laughs> he makes a comment. He says the exact same thing that Android 17 said to the other uh, <clears throat> trio of love person that he fought. And it's something along the lines of this fight has been instructive, you know, uh, whatever. And so he says the same thing. So I guess they just kind of saying that I guess he heard Android 17 say it. And now he's just trying to kind of be Goku and have some fun with it. But what's weird about it is that he sa he says this line and then he, he unleashes this powerful attack and it blasts her away, but it doesn't knock her out the ring. So it just kind of seemed like, <laughs> you know, if you're going to deliver a line like that and then do a move, you better be trying to finish somebody off because he kind of just knocked her toward the edge of the ring, but not out. And I don't I mean, it's and then he just kind of slowly walks up to her instead of just finishing a job and knocking her out. But whatever. I mean, it's this kind of stuff that just kind of tells us, hey these characters are supposed to stick around for a while. They're not supposed to meet their end here. And Rebrian shows up to sort of defend her, her teammate. And then 17 shows up and he's saying, just do us a favor. Just go over the edge on your own. Um, their destroyer God is freaking out, but the Supreme Kai says, don't worry. These maidens are still protected by a knight." And then that's when the little dude from the universe two version of uh, Yardrat shows up with his instant transmission and kind of gets them out of there. Okay, so they're out of there for now, but we'll 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 see them again, obviously. Uh, and then we get a couple little we get a little moment between Goku and Android 17. Now, you know, we've already gotten this far into the episode and we haven't even gotten to Gohan or Universe 10 yet. 
right? <laughs> Meanwhile, they're mentioned in the title. But here we go. But we do get a little bit of a little of, uh, a little banter between Beerus and Champa first. And then we get down to Gohan and Piccolo and uh, Batamo. Now, once again, this still isn't the 10th universe. Batamo's with universe six. <laughs> okay. So, you know, obviously they're saving this other stuff to the end of the episode. But Piccolo and Gohan are having a little conversation about Piccolo saying, I didn't think we'd have to face him this early. Uh, but Gohan saying, you know, if it's, okay, if it's okay with you, I'd like to just give it a try. So the first thing, of course, Gohan does is just start to wail on Batamo. We know from the Destroyer tournament that you just can't, you can't just punch this dude. You know, well, you can, but it's not going to deal damage to him. You have to use that to generate enough force to sort of levitate him off the ground to get him out of the ring. And that's basically what Gohan is going to get to here. I mean, it's with nothing else to, to kind of talk about. They spend way too much time on this. I feel like because then Goku rolls up and he's talking to Piccolo about it. But then he mentions the fact that he's already talked to Gohan about the time that he fought Batamo. So Gohan kind of already knows what to do. All right. So that's what he does. He starts wailing on him. Eventually starts to pick him up off the ground and just starts easing him toward the edge of the ring. Of course, Champa's freaking out. Uh, Batamo starts to unleash these energy blast from his mouth but it's just not enough it's not enough he's not he's not hitting gohan and gohan's just going at him man and then he gives him one final kick to the gut and then a quick energy blast and blasts his ass out the ring um but as he's flying off into the distance and falling batamo decides to unleash one final blast but not until after Gohan says something that was so badass, he says something like, Anybody who thinks they can beat me with just raw power is no match for me, or something like that. And just the way he said it and the way that they showed it was so cool. <laughs> it almost seemed like, you know, if you play Dragon Ball, well, not only Dragon Ball Fighters, but if you play any versus sort of fighting game, you know, when, whenever you win, your character will stand there and they'll say something, they'll deliver a line. You know, like, don't mess with me because I'm the best or something. That, <laughs> this seemed like one of those moments. It seemed like a moment straight out of Dragon Ball Fighters, where Gohan just won a match. And then he says his little thing. And then it, you know. <laughs> so I like that. Okay. But yeah, but then Botamo unleashes this final blast as him as he's falling through the sky. And, you know, it does nothing. Gohan's ready for it. He just basically turns around, dissipates it using his energy. And it does nothing, and Batamo just is out. So we've got another fighter from Universe 6 gone. Now, here is what I want to talk about, okay? Because I don't know how many of you guys noticed this, right? Whenever it cuts to the shot of the Grand Zenos um, with, their, with his little iPad um, eliminating Batamo from the, the bracket... You can see the little icons of every fighter on Universe 6. We've got Hit, Frost, Magetta, Batamo. Um, sorry, his hand's kind of covering it up, so I'm trying to <laughs> move that hand. Kaba, and then we've got 
two Namekian looking dudes. Okay, I don't know if you guys noticed that. Okay, the one right next to Kaba looks a lot like Piccolo. But then to the right, once Granzino moves his hand, there's another one right next to him. Okay, you may have to go back and rewatch this if you didn't notice it. And then, of course, it goes on to Kale, Cauliflower, and the little pig, warthog looking dude. Uh, but yeah, what do you, what, who the fuck are these dudes, right? Okay, so remember back whenever the Terminal Power first started and all the universes showed up and they all introduced themselves and introduced every universe? We didn't see all the fighters. Some of those, some of those universes had one or two little cloaked, shadowy figures in the background that we didn't get to see. And Universe 6 had two fighters that we hadn't seen yet. Well, here we go. They just kind of spoiled it or I don't I don't I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was on purpose. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was just so, supposed to be like, you know, here's just an Easter egg for anybody who catches it. Well, apparently those two fighters or are Universe 6 Namekians <laughs> because that little iPad shows both of them pretty clearly. So that if that's true, then that's really cool. And it's also really cool that they would keep them a secret, I guess. Because could you imagine if Piccolo had seen those guys already? <laughs> you know, it would trip him out. It would probably freak him out. He'd be like, whoa, like they're they're Namekians here, you know, from Universe 6, because we know that there are Universe 6 Saiyans. So it stands the reason that they'll also be Universe 6 Namekians, right? Uh, well, it doesn't stand the reason that they would be, but it, it I guess it makes sense. Because they've already, we, we, we know that there is a, a version of Frieza's race in Universe 6. There's also a version of Saiyans. Uh, and then why not? Why not Namekians too? So it'll be interesting to see what those two characters are like. Because, I mean, you know, obviously we don't have a clear, like a, you know, a close up shot. But the one on the left just looks like Piccolo. <laughs> So I can't wait to see what happens when those two characters reveal themselves. <laughs> nice job, Dragon Ball Super, with the Easter eggs. Once again, could have been a mistake. I mean, that's kind of a problem they've kind of written for themselves here, though. Is that for any of these characters that they want to keep secret, they've, they've already established the fact that every time someone's eliminated, we see the Zenos go to their little iPad and eliminate them. And someone like me is going to be sitting there looking at the pad being like, well, who, who's that? Who's this? Who can I find here? <laughs> so in this case, I happen to spot these two Namics as well. So whew, can't wait. Can't wait. That's exciting. It's, it's exciting to know that we have that, that that's still something that hasn't even happened yet. <laughs> that is going to come soon enough. Good stuff. Good stuff. OK. Um, but yeah. He says bye bye, silly Billy, and uh, eliminates Batamo from the uh, the match. So, but okay, so Batamo was the first one from Universe Six to get eliminated. I'm thinking here, it looks like it. Uh, yeah, I think they're gonna keep Universe Six around for a while. I mean, why wouldn't they? Especially because there's already a rivalry there, you know, between Beerus and and Champa. Not to mention Goku and Hit. And just kind of in Okaba and then the Universe 6 Saiyans. So, you know, I expect them to be around for a while. <laughs> It'll probably be a while before Universe 6 gets eliminated. If at all. Uh, so, let's see. 
now we get the sort of arrival of the universe 10 fighters um this green looking dude and another pink looking dude with very interesting hair okay so the green looking dude's name is Omni, right Omni, i think uh, but basically they're coming out and they're about they're, they're basically challenging Gohan and Piccolo at this point. And then we switch over and we see the little yard rat dude as he's just rescuing these damsels, which is unnecessary, right? If you're going to have, if you're going to have female fighters in this tournament, don't let some dude come along and rescue them. Like they're, you know, helpless. It just, it's just kind of counterproductive from the point. I think, <laughs> just have strong female fighters they don't have to be rescued by anybody and right now cauliflower is kind of the only one that's like that because even kale isn't she's still super timid and shy she whines and she cries a lot and now i was pretty excited about rebrian and her crew because they you know were just strong but now they got this little yardrette dude rescuing them and they're like standing there with hearts in their eyes and stuff it's just like all right way, way to way to go backwards there with that Anyway, we got to remember here that the universe 10 people are getting knocked the hell out like it like crazy right now. And at this point, there's only two left. And these are these two guys that are challenging Piccolo and Gohan. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, you guys picked the wrong people to mess with. You should go find some other some of these other weaklings. <laughs> and of course, there's the elephant destroyer guy who's just I don't know, it's just hilarious for some reason to me. So we go back to Abney and Gohan and Piccolo and this other dude, I don't know his name, uh, Rubalt, Rubalt. Uh, and then, yeah, they kind of go in, they kind of go in and they start, they start mixing on it. One thing I've noticed is that go Gohan is kind of the only character now as of late that kind of has that inner monologue stuff going on, <laughs> you know, like something that anime is kind of notorious for. I think I talked about this before, but uh, one of the things I really didn't like about Attack on Titan, I've only ever seen like the Japanese attack on Titan and it's only been I don't think I've ever actually seen season two yet but one thing that really stood out to me in that show was how much inner dialogue monologue there was it was way too much it gets to a point to where it's not even believable that someone's gonna stand there and think about all this shit <laughs> now I know that that is a staple of anime I know but Dragon Ball has always been pretty good at not doing a lot of that unless it was a filler episode where someone's telling a story, you know, and they, they're standing there and they're talking to each other, but someone's just kind of going on and on about this, this, and this. But even that's not really an inner monologue. That's just them talking about something. But Gohan's kind of been doing a good bit of that. And he does a good bit of it in this episode, too. Uh, so this guy, Omni, releases this technique where he kind of splits himself into more than one version, but they're all kind of different colors. They're all kind of negative-looking and what we learn from this is that it's basically an attack where he splits himself and kind of disperses the energy in different forms so that Gohan can't tell which one is the real him or something like that. So basically, and th thanks to Weiss and his commentary slash exposition, <laughs> uh, you know, Gohan basically can't track this guy the way that he would normally do. Because he would normally use his eyes and track his energy, but just the way this guy is dispersing his energy, he just kind of has to figure out a different way of doing it. And that's what I like about the Tournament of Power, is that it's not just fighting, you have to figure out ways to beat people. 
and then we go over to Piccolo and Ruwalt. And we don't get much of a fight here. I mean, Piccolo kind of makes quick work of this guy. And this is the moment I was referencing earlier. Piccolo does his scatter shot technique. Uh, and we saw the other girl from Universe 2 do something similar earlier. So I just thought that that was interesting. He just sends out all these little balls of light. And they just kind of hover around the opponent. And then he sends them all in at once. And then he knocks this dude out. <laughs> And in a very badass Piccolo moment, just says, now get out of my ring. And then he just like blasts the dude out of the ring. I mean, hey, no complaints. So at this point, we've got one fighter left from Universe 10. Okay. I'm starting to feel bad for Goasu at this point, because once again, we spend a little time with him. He's a good natured, good hearted Kai, you know, <laughs> so I feel bad for him. Uh, but then we go back to Omni and Gohan, and Omni's kind of putting the putting the hurt on Gohan because he can't track him. Uh, and this upsets Gohan to where he yells and he's just kind of powers up a little, and uh, it looks pretty badass. I mean, it's just it's just it's just pretty cool. <laughs> Anytime that happens in this show, is just great. But what he does is he kind of he starts to figure out the best way to approach this um, is to allow himself to be hit first. Then that allows him to know where to attack. So and they kind of mention the fact that this is kind of a double edged sword because, well, he has to get hit himself in order to be able to counter. OK. Uh, which is that's a pretty creative technique. I could say so, but of course it comes with its own uh, risks because, well, what if he gets his ass knocked out? But I don't think anyone's really considering that happening here. So they kind of go back at it. So Omni is kind of getting to the point now to where like his energy is kind of depleted because Gohan's kind of figured out his technique. So he can't really do his uh, deceptive uh, energy splitting thing anymore. And then he just becomes basically himself and Gohan just kind of, you know, powers up and hits him with a blast. Just hits him with a strong, I think, I think it was, a, he hit him with a Kamehameha and he knocked him out of the ring. And, uh, ooh, that's it. That's it for Universe 10, y'all. So, uh, let's pour out a glass of, uh, <laughs> let's pour out a little liquor for Universe 10 because their ass is about to go. Uh, yeah. And it's, 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 once again, it's, it's not quite as disturbing as when we watch that other universe get eliminated but it's still kind of disturbing because you, you, you know you, you you see the close-ups of these fighters faces and you you, you hear Goasu say hey you, you gave it your all and to top it off there's a moment where gohan sees this little uh locket that uh omni dropped and it's it's omni and his family with presumably his wife and his kid and we know that that kind of stuff is going to get to Gohan, right? Because Gohan's very gentle. He doesn't want to fight unless he has to fight. And this moment is going to mean something. You know, he's going to start questioning, why are we here? Why are we doing this? Why are we being forced to to take people away from their family, families just to, to fight in this tournament? And we know that this is the moment that he's probably going to struggle with. So the, the Zenos raise their hands to the skies and bye-bye and they all get wiped out and we see their angel attendant and she's actually pretty sad by it uh 
And it's kind of sad because, you know, Gohan's kind of looking at this thing. And it's like, well, you know, I guess it's just how it's got to be, Gohan. Sorry, man. <laughs> I feel bad for you, brother. And yeah, that's pretty much where the episode ends. I mean, another Universe 10 has been eliminated. Um, we get some quick shots of, of the remaining universes. They're, they're Supreme guys and Destroyer guys and Angels. And then we see some of the fighters that are still there. We see Hit and Dispo looking like they're about to square off. That'd be a pretty interesting fight. Even though we haven't really get, gotten to see Dispo fight yet, I think it stands to reason he's going to be pretty badass. <laughs> Just because he's still around, right? Um, so yeah, that about does it for the episode talk for this week, guys. So what'd you think about that? What are you saying? Send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com uh, for any questions, comments, concerns about that. Of course, we'll be back in a couple days with episode 104. Just a quick reminder, uh, go watch the music video. I didn't really mention it this episode, but I, I hope you guys know that that is a thing for episode 100. I did create a song. I covered a song and created a music video to go along with that. Um, it's kind of struggling on YouTube right now for me and honest with you. I mean, I just think it's, a, I think people just aren't seeing it. I think if people saw it, they'd love it, <laughs> you know, but people aren't really seeing it. It's hard to get your stuff seen on YouTube. So that's where you guys come in at. I need you guys to share it. I need you to like it. I need you to comment on it. I need you to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, because there really is no limit to, to what I could do if I, you know, had a lot more um, support when it comes to these things. So I, I appreciate everybody for your support so far, but let's keep it up. Let's turn it up a good bit and uh, and we'll, we'll see what we can do. Okay, well, that about does it, guys. So until next time for Rock the Dragon Podcast, I'm Tim Bridgewater. I'll see you next time and uh, keep rocking the dragon.